Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. We're continuing our conversation, World Dairy Expo Review, brought to you in part by World Dairy Expo and our partners at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. What we want to do is remind you, although the show is not happening, there are still important elements of the show that we don't want to miss. And joining us today, one of the folks that's been a longtime exhibitor at World Dairy Expo, the family, uh, deep generationally on uh, being involved in World Dairy Expo in the barns, and that is Sarah Wendorf. So let's go to that right away, Sarah. Explain Crescent Mead, explain the Wendorf family for folks that uh, might be unaccustomed to hearing the name. Hi, Pam. Thanks. Um, Crescent Mead has been exhibiting at World Dairy Expo for many, many years. Uh, My father-in-law, Niles Wendorf, has yet to miss a World Dairy Expo. Um, They've had Japanese trainees throughout the years here at Crescent Mead, and Expo is a time when some of our Japanese trainees come back and they visit with us and they tell us how they have... um, started their own farm, and they show us pictures of how they have transitioned into farming in Japan, which is a wonderful, wonderful experience for the young people that are in our family. Um, here at Crescent Mead, we also host the judging team, so we see a lot of the youth from across the United States and some parts of Canada come for the 4-H um, and collegiate judging competitions here in World Dairy Expo, and they have practice sessions here, and we host them on the Saturday prior to their competition. It's a wonderful time, too, to see the people that we knew as a young person is now the judging person of the judging coach of those teams. It's it's really a, a very special um, thing that we can host them and that there's still so many people coming to do it. Now, you make it sound good, Sarah, and that's for sure. I'm not questioning that, but I want to give people a sense of the schedule. How hectic it gets. Now, you guys are all hands on board at Crescent Mead for sure. Why don't you tell them, because you show cattle as well, tell them when you start prepping for World Dairy Expo, because it's not just the cattle, getting them there, having them in the barns. Like you said, you've got so many visitors at the farm. Well, sure. So we, because we're close by, we're happy to go in and set up a little bit early. So we start our week a little bit sooner than the rest of the people who live in Wisconsin so that we can get our tack in. And then we come home and we whitewash and get the barn ready for those, you know, 250 kids who come from across the United States. Um, And then after they leave, we hurry up and pack all of our extra tack that we have. And then we cruise in to get into our animals situated and set down um, so that the Clippers can start and we can get started on our regular program for the animals and the show. <laughs> and like I said, folks, and remember, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. If you're like the Wendorfs and Crescent Mean, close enough to host groups, uh, but still want to have animals in the center ring. So what was the game plan early on, Sarah, when it came to Crescent Mead? How many animals were you expecting to show this year at Dairy Expo? Mm-hmm. Well, we've all been blessed because, like I said, we're close, so we can, you know, take a lot of our animals. And um, we we were we had ten on the docket, twelve on the docket this year. But um, you know, we've shifted our our game plan a little bit because Ohio is our next stop, and it's just a little bit further away. But we're still gonna, you know, red and whites matter, and we're still gonna get out there. And we're gonna show, and we're gonna see our friends, and 
<laughs> we're going to learn some stories of things that, you know, you didn't know before you got there. So, yeah, something you just absolutely don't ever want to miss. Now, how important is it having a presence in that barn? People are automatically going to say, well, it's what happens in the ring. Well, yes, of course, that's very important. But there's a lot of conversations, a lot of transactions, a lot of things that happen in the barns. How important is it to be there, Sarah? Well, and I think as we get older, you're absolutely right. It's important because you need to see those people to say, hey, how are you? And how are things in your world? And how are, you know, how, how are things in your cow world? It's important, and sometimes that's the only place that you see those people because World Dairy Expo brings people from, you know, both sides of the United States together. At any given time, when you're ready to get get going on the show, how many people will Crescent Mead have in action? You mentioned you got to get them there. Somebody's got to tend them while they're standing there. Somebody's got to be washing, clipping. How many people will you have in motion during the show making sure the animals are, are ring-ready? Well, last year we had a few a few cow classes that we had two cows in the same class, which just takes that many more people. Um, and, you know, there's the picture line people, and there's the people who have to carry the bucket, and there's people who have to make sure that the person has the right number. There's Everybody has their own job, and if you keep your same crew, everybody knows their job, and it's it's seamless. It's, it's price, you know, priceless, and everybody works really hard for a great end game. But, yeah, there's... <laughs> The show day is full of people. <laughs> How many people, would, you, you mentioned your crew and trying to retain those folks. Do you have a lot of young people that are still game on when it comes to show day with Crescent Mead? Oh, you bet. Absolutely. And those are the people that you have to make it, that you have to include, because when we're old, we need those people to keep going so that we can come watch them in the stands. It, it's nice to know that we've got young people enthusiastic about the breed and about the show experience itself. Sarah Wendorf's along with us. The Wendorf family, of course, in Crescent Mead, uh, deep in their heritage with World Dairy Expo, exhibitors at World Dairy Expo. Let's talk about that, Sarah. So a few years back, there was a little bit of a jumble, shall we say, when we had the brand new pavilions. A lot of folks got uh, rehoused in different places. Tell me about the slot where Crescent Mead would be, your neighbors, and that relationship. So Crescent Mead is in the first pavilion, um, where the second aisle on the left-hand side as you come in from the doors. Um, and that, it's, a, it's an ideal spot. Um, we have a lot of kids come through for the Tuesday day, and we answer a lot of questions um, for the, those kids that day. And if they have, we, we sometimes, they touch an animal or they, you know, pet an animal or they ask us openly questions and, you know, do they make brown milk? That's a really big question. But, yeah, and we um, we tie with people that are close by. We tie, Ricky Allen ties down from us, and he's from Massachusetts. So, I mean, there's we're all from all different walks of the United States in that first pavilion. Now, people are going to say, oh, must be competitive, must be adversarial. You know, I really don't get that when I walk through the barns at World Dairy Expo. Well, of course it is when you're on the shavings. Right. But the minute you get out of that shavings, they're still your friend and they're still your neighbor. <laughs> That's exactly right. Sarah Wendorf along with us. Now, you were mentioning that uh, it is a different for somebody that wants to stay in the game and continue to highlight your genetics. What if you had to go to, Sarah? Like you said, you're going to truck a uh, load out to Ohio for a show. What's it been like to try to keep the visibility of your red and white genetics and uh, and still stay in the game with so many events canceled and doing business in such a different way? Well, I really think that the exhibitors, you know, have put forth the effort to really make things continue. And 
you know, even though that we, there's so many things that we can't control right now, we can control the camaraderie and we can control the fact that, you know, we can all get together and still show great animals and still have a great outcome, no matter where it's, where it's going to be held. Now, now you're lucky you're going to be in Ohio on, uh, on uh, Friday, I assume. So that would be the day when you guys were most amped up, most uh, uh, in action, getting cattle ready for the ring, uh, ready for uh, whatever came after that. You think you're going to ha- still have a little pit in your stomach, Sarah, that it's not World Dairy Expo, it's not right down the road, it's not those Japanese exchange students, it's not who you tied with normally? Oh, well, Expo is Expo. You can't replace Expo. But you're always with the same amount of people, and it's a, it's sometimes it's just about the people you're with, much less where you are. That's a very good point, and that's exactly the kind of message we want to make sure we're leaving folks with. Again, World Dairy Expo not physically happening. Uh, What we miss, of course, world-class cattle, the fantastic trade show, all the education. But as Sarah Wendorf from Crescent Mead uh, Red and Whites points out, it's the people, it's the relationships, it's the reunion factor that we'll really miss and have to look forward to in 2021. That's your World Dairy Expo review, brought to you courtesy of World Dairy Expo, as well as our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Feel free to listen back to all of our conversations and more coming again next week at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm P.M. Yonke.